Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Hi, I'm Graham Cook, and today we're talking about the need for us to start with our future, not our present. And I'll explain exactly what that means, I hope. Here's the thing for us. You know, the future can seem out of focus and out of reach. And usually that's because we're struggling with things in the present and uh, that we don't always take time to think about our future. And therefore, it's easy for us to become discouraged about who we are in the here and now. And we don't realize that um, life in the spirit is about who we are becoming in Jesus. So it always has that present, future Um, context. And when we're thinking about the future, we have to think in terms of who am I going to become as I work out uh, this great salvation with Jesus in the here and now. And so when we're talking about that, we're really talking about how do I upgrade my identity for the things that I'm doing, for the person that I want to be, for the situations that I'm in, and for the people that I'm walking with. You know, God is part of our story and journey, and he provides direction in the way in which we walk with him, but more particularly in the way that he wants to walk with us. And one of his ways that I've always loved is that he inspires our identity And he provides vision for us by using scriptures that contain promises. For example, one of my promises he gave me was in Numbers chapters 13 and 14. And that's the story of Caleb. You know, when the Lord gives you a scripture with someone's name on it, he intends that you will have a similar encounter and experience of him that this particular individual enjoyed. And that doesn't mean that I have to take on giants and stuff like that necessarily. But I wouldn't mind, to be honest. I mean, the bigger the opposition against you, the bigger you get to be in Jesus, which was the whole point of Caleb's story in the first place. And that's why God said he was a man of a different spirit. Because the guys who were walking with him, they saw giants and felt like grasshoppers. Um, Caleb saw a giant and got excited. So I wouldn't mind being that person and having that attitude because that's the attitude of an overcomer. And so when God gave me Numbers chapters 13 and 14, he was really setting the seal on how he saw me. He saw me as an overcomer. He saw me as someone who would not stop, who would believe in him. And he saw me as someone with a majesty mindset, which is really what Caleb had. You know, he had this way of thinking about God that meant that anything that came against him, he kind of weighed it up. Okay, this is big, but, you know, well, God is bigger. So I think I'll just stay where I am. You know, he had that kind of quality of thought and vision and, you know, and lifestyle that allowed him to not just get out of Egypt, not just to get across the wilderness in one piece, but also to cross Jordan and take a land that was populated by giants and see everything through to an incredible conclusion. And, you know, any person out there right now listening, if you aspire to be a leader, then you have to be leading people somewhere. 
And that means that you need to be the one leading people through all the opposition, all the obstacles that come in the way of you achieving something or going somewhere or becoming someone. And I love the fact that um, our vision of the future and our current interaction with God are always going to have an impact on our identity, who we are today. The thing is, you're growing up into all things in Jesus. So we need to be thinking, what are the areas of growth that I need to be making right now? And here's the thing, too. If God gives you a prophetic word or a prophetic promise from Scripture, what he's saying is, I want you to rise to the level of my perspective in this promise. And so your circumstances are designed to enable you to come up, not be taken out. So God gives you promises and he gives you prophetic words so that you can succeed in whatever battle that you're in, whatever obstacle you're facing, uh, whatever difficulty may be around you right now. A promise makes life unlimited. Problems limit us in so many ways, but when you have a promise, suddenly the limits are taken off and you can go to a whole different place in your thinking and your imagination. And I love the fact that God speaks from our future into the present. Now I know that in the world we're used to living from the present and thinking everything out about the future. And that's still going to be a good part, critical part of our thinking. But in the kingdom, God speaks to you from beyond your present, and he's standing in your future saying, this is what I see. So when he speaks from the future into your present, there's an, a quality of assurance that comes with it. Ha, he doesn't lie. So if he says that's what he sees, then that's who I'm going to get to be. So then we focus on that. This is what God has said about me. This is who I'm going to be. And, and I'm going to walk with the Lord, and I'm determined to see myself become that person. And so promises, really, they give us an incredible emotional, mental, psychological, spiritual boost in terms of identity. I love that. I love the fact that he sees something about you that he's working towards. And so it's really important that you see the same thing about yourself so that you can cooperate with him in what he is creating in you. God works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And we are partnering with that will. We're partnering with the will of God, with the promise of God, with the perception of God about us. And so there's a guaranteed certainty in that for me. We're not like some human petri dish where he's, he's seeing, you know, will this work, will this not work, well, let's just try it out. Now, he works from a place of, I see this, therefore what I see is real, and you can have an assurance that that is what I am doing. And I love that certainty, and I love that focus. So then, there is this process that we follow through with the Lord, because then everything between where I am now and who God says I'm becoming, everything is a training ground. 
every situation, every difficult person, every obstacle, every fight. It's all about training. It's all about becoming that person. So you're working it out with God, and you're getting a workout in terms of your trust, in terms of your faith. You know, I just think the whole process is phenomenally amazing and, well, brilliant. Life is a training ground because you know where you're going. Isn't that amazing? And so it's where we cultivate our identity, and it's where we develop faith and focus and favor and we learn to stand with God. We learn to say the same things that he's saying. So we learn the same confession. When he says, this is how I see you, we get to confess the same thing. When he says, this is where I'm taking you, we say, I'm going there regardless of circumstances. So there is this kind of compatibility between us and the Lord that actually doesn't take into account the circumstances. It takes into account the will of God. It takes into account who he is because he's like, he is the biggest thing in our world. And so he creates the focus and then smiles at us and say, well, let's just go there. <laughs> I remember years ago I was in Russia and um, I bought one of those like dolls, you know, when you take the first one out, there's another one inside of it. And I bought it from this really shady guy on the street in Moscow. And, you know, shady because he opened his coat. There was like a hundred watches there. So anyway, I get it back to my hotel room and I take it out. And there's six of these dolls lined up. And the smallest one, you know, it, it, it looked cross-eyed and looked like it had a wart on its nose. And I remember the Lord saying, that's how you see yourself. And I'm going, What? He got, yeah, Graham, that's how you see yourself. And then he pointed to the biggest one, and he says, that's where I'm taking you. Want to come? And it, that stayed with me for months because I kept taking those flipping dolls apart and looking at this little, you know, warty thing. <laughs> well, well, the good news is the little orc is dead. <laughs> but what's really funny is I've been part of this millennial community and my nickname in the group is Graham Dolph. So somewhere I changed from a little orc to a wizard. Yay! Bonus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Everyone around me is thankful. All my friends, my family. <laughs> but that's the whole point. God sees you as you are now, but he also sees who you are in the future. And he's saying, I am so going to enjoy the journey of taking you from here to hear and I'm going to be with you every step of the way and you can count on me and so I'm going to help you develop faith focus and favor because I think the thing is you know the world doesn't need you to have a limited identity and that's not who you are in, in the kingdom anyway the kingdom sees you in the context of fullness the world sees you in the context of who you're not. And so there are two mindsets there. You know, and it's really important that you get rid of one and keep the other. You know, so anything that limits you, maybe you need to put it on one side and say, Lord, I want to explore this identity that you're seeing. This scripture you've given me has got four different promises, and I want to explore each one of them in the context of who I can become if that becomes real.
Yeah. What's happening with us is that we are getting away from that limited version and vision of our identity. And that's why we need to have an upgrade in your perspective of yourself. And then you get the chance, when God says, this is how I see you, you get the chance to become that. You know, it's, it's like in Exodus 6, you know, the last verse. It, here's Moses saying to God, see me as I am. He really wants an out. He doesn't want to go back to Egypt. He's like, see me as I am. I can't do this thing. It's almost like he's saying, Lord, you're the one that needs to get real here. And, and the Lord totally ignores that and just looks at him and says, Behold, which is his way of saying, How about you see? Behold, I have made you as God to Pharaoh. What? Moses is thinking, I was hoping for an out. Now you've just made things worse. Now I have to become a God? <laughs> it wasn't that he was being invited to be the fourth member of the Trinity. It's just the Lord is saying, you know, in Pharaoh's limited understanding of these things, he's going to have to have an excuse why he just got his butt kicked by a shepherd from the wilderness. And the only thing he's going to come up with is that Moses must have been some kind of God in human form. And God's looking at it going, yeah. <laughs> that's it, because yeah, this, these are the things he finds amusing. Yeah, we got him to say that. Moses is a God brilliant, because that's how I see him in the context of this situation. Because we're going to take on a superpower, and we're going to win. A rabble of slaves is going to come out of Egypt. They're going to get funded in their new economy to do so. And they're going to feel powerful and incredible. And then we're going to go with them. And the miraculous will be all around them. And that's a part of how we're actually going to get rid of this whole victim mindset and start preparing a group of warriors to take fresh territory. Anyway, here's the thing in your story. God is both the author, he's the starter, and he's the finisher. So he's writing your story. You're the one that needs to make sure you've got your lines straight. You know, if this is a script and you're in a movie and he's the director, you better be on cue with your lines. You gotta say the same thing that he's saying. You gotta see yourself in that role that he's saying now belongs to you. So starting at the finishing line and working backwards actually gives us an understanding of what God is doing and how we partner with him. And it allows us to step into that place of saying, Lord, I'm with you, let's get this thing going. And I love just to finish off here, Here's the thought. If the outline of our story is already written, isn't it time that we understood it? Isn't it time that we stepped into it? Isn't it time that we began partnering with God in the unfolding process of who we are in Jesus, what our identity looks like, and what we can begin to expect and experience in the fullness and the goodness of God? So I hope that helps. I enjoyed talking about it, but these are great days for us. These are great days of identity and purpose and focus. So I hope you can get on script with who God is for you. Thanks for listening.